Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! Crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Danny Bush and me, Tom Neubauer. We're here every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., Bringing you live and up-to-date reports on uh, Wisconsin's great outdoors, whether it concerns fishing or hunting or uh, marriage advice. Uh, <laughs> if you want to give us a call, you can do that at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. <clears throat> or you can always email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, everyone. Um, I guess am I everyone? I'm, yeah, well, you two guys, yeah. yeah he, just leaves, he leaves me out of the introduction. It's yeah, fine. No, not That's always. Cool. But yeah, I'm, chopped, I'm chopped liver. It's fine. That's right. You better be happy, too, for it. You're busy eating your donut over there. It's my breakfast. I, I bought it for you guys, and hey. I feel... Hey, you know, it's you time for me to get in shape for summer here, Jazz. I can't be eating those donuts. That's right. The single man look like from a, Douglas, That's right. Douglas County. You Home know, home. I got certain, you know, standards here. Mm. Hey Danny, not much, but we all got I, we got we got a guest coming in at seven o'clock. Yeah, our Boulder Junction connection, Dennis Royce, will be in here telling about some great prizes you can win at his booth at the sports show today. Yeah, yeah. But I got to bring this up now. I got to read this because I don't know how else to explain it. So I got to read this. It's a you know we have a lot of turkey hunters that listen to the show, and um, here we go. Leftover spring turkey permits are on sale March 19th. That's only nine days away. Right. So turkey hunters who missed the initial drawing for spring turkey harvest harvest authorizations, formerly known as permits or tags, have a second opportunity when the sales of remaining spring turkey harvest authorizations begins March 19th. The DNR sells the leftover authorizations on a first-come, first-served basis, one per day, one per zone, or one zone per day, for five consecutive days, starting with zone one on Monday, March 19th. At the end of the week, any remaining leftover authorizations go on sale Saturday, March 24th, one per day per customer, until they sell out or the season ends. Note, there are no leftover harvest authorizations remaining in Zone 6th. 
Now, cost is $10 for residents, $15 for the non-residents. Please note that at the same time of purchase, you must also buy a spring turkey license and stamp. For more information, search turkey on the DNR website or call 888-936-7463. Now, did you understand all that? <laughs> yeah, because I bought some last year, dude. <laughs> did you? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You just yeah. go in, you ask them what, you got to look up the zone and you yep. say, I'd like to buy a leftover turkey permit. Right. However, you got to make sure you need to buy the turkey license. Right, right. And then yeah, I think you got to buy the turkey stamp. Yep, yep. And then you buy the permit. Yeah, so right. It's like three. But one... Oh, and I think you might have to have your small game license as well. <laughs> See, and I, do, I wasn't even listening to you over yeah, there. Yeah, I was okay. over here as usual okay. in my own little world. Well, just, that's just how good Getting ready for other stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was busy over yeah, here. Busy. So, um, yeah, so you just got to make sure. <laughs> I mean, buying a goose permit's even worse. Oh, yeah. my God. Is it uh, yeah. early zone, late zone, yeah. this zone, this but stamp, like, but your you hip could, survey? Yeah. But I you mean, can only get one turkey permit. Not Does that mean you got to go, let's say you buy a turkey permit for day one in a zone. Now, if you don't get a... Let's say you use that tur- not turkey permit. Can, you got to go the next day to buy another one, because it says one per day per customer. So that you got to go another day if you want to get another one, and another yeah. day if you want to yeah, get another one. That's pretty much the same thing with deer tags, though. Too, Tom. Yeah. They only let you yeah. buy one antlerless permit right. per day, and uh, I, uh, I, be- I believe I'm just I'm speculating that the reason for that is twofold, Tom. Do you want yeah. to know what those reasons are? I, I would appreciate okay, it. Okay, here we go. Uh, <laughs> number one, it it keeps anti hunters from buying them all up, so none are available. Right. Right. Okay. So one one millionaire guy from California who hates hunting puppies and children comes in and uh, he uh, buys all the tags, so nobody can shoot. Anything. Okay, so that's a good idea. Reason number one. Okay. Reason number two is it keeps greedy fellows who want to shoot hunters who want to shoot a whole bunch. It, I think it makes it a little more, if there's a limited number available, maybe it gives a chance for more people to actually acquire them as opposed to one greedy fellow buying a dozen. Okay, right. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Okay. Okay, so the, the DNR. That's why. You yeah. know, okay. They. Sometimes, you know, they make sense. <laughs> this is funny. I got a couple of emails here, Danny, and uh, one of them is the same thing my wife asked. Why uh, didn't th- you take the garbage out? No, this is from Ralph. <clears throat> Ralph <laughs> says, does anyone know what John Gillespie was wearing on his head in last week's show? It looked like a pair of black pants with the zipper open. <laughs> he was wearing one of these. Do you remember those things that the French would wear with? It, it looked like uh, like a, a like a soft dunce hat that kind of just fell over, but then there was a a cut a slit down it. it. It looked really weird. It really did. I don't know. My wife happened to walk through by the TV when I had the show on, and she said, "What the heck is he wearing on his head? What is that?" And Ralph, Ralph, I I don't know what the heck that was, but it was something strange. Well. <laughs> Remember when we had Casey and the Sunshine Band in here years? No, it wasn't Casey and the no, Sunshine I Band. Their name. It was the uh, the one the band that does the, the opening for the band Gillespie that does show. the opening for yeah. the show. Yeah. This guy was like a the guy had he he had his own band I think in Michigan and he watched yeah. Pete Maina on TV. So somehow he contacted Pete 
and wanted to go fishing. So Pete befriended the guy. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where that whole theme song came in. Mm-hmm. And then wearing the pink wig, wig yeah. the pink, yeah. that was part of the band. Yeah. That was part of yeah. that, uh, Shram band thing. So that's why you'd see these guys wearing these yeah. pink hats yeah. on the show. But, but I don't know where the uh, French dunce hat well, look whatever, comes like from. I maybe said, if John's listening to us, because he might be driving up. Maybe yeah. he's driving up to go fish with Pete or something. Um, maybe he can give us a call and enlighten us on his <laughs> style. <coughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it looked, because what was weird, it was slit like on the side of his head here. So it was like this thing that was around his head hanging off the back, but then there was a slit down the side over here. It just looked like, and there was no name on it or anything. It was just black. It was just weird looking. Just, I, I don't but, know what but it was. Tom, Almost kind of like, you know, the dunce hats that uh, the court jester would wear? That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, the court jester. But only instead of three of them hanging out, it was just one hanging over the back. Well, yeah, were anyway. they ice fishing? Yes, they were. Okay. So who cares? Ice fishing Everybody dresses and looks weird. So what? Who cares? So what? Who cares? Everybody's just out, and if it kept his head warm, that's good. You know, I'd put a sock on my head if that's all I had, but hey. I'd need somebody with big feet, I guess. Here's so a, what? Here's another, here's another one uh, from uh, a regular listener, Keith. He wants to know, what's with the show this AM? Hope everything's okay. Are we on the air? Uh-oh. Are we on the air? Maybe somebody can give us a call at 799-1250 and tell us we're on the air. Well, when is that that dated? Is that dated last week? Maybe we weren't on the air last week. No, it's dated this morning. What time? What's the Uh, timestamp on there? Well, fellas, we're fine. 6.44. Fellas, we're fine. Yeah, I I realize that. It can't be 6.44. Well, 40, that's what it says on here. Anyways, cougar sightings. That's what it says. Cougar sightings. Hold that's on, what we're it still says. on this jazz. Yeah, so it's still maybe, on. maybe. Uh, I don't know. It's five. He's thinking it's five. Maybe he's in a different time zone. <laughs> Where's he from? Where's it coming? from? Oh, he's right over here in uh, Muskego area. No, Big Bend area, something like that. Hold on, I walk Bend. out in the hall and see oh, if no. they hear us. No, somebody's calling and say, "Yeah, we're on the air." No, so. someone's calling to say we haven't, haven't heard you. <laughs> we can't so hear you. <laughs> we just did the last 12 minutes of talking for nothing. No, not really. Oh, people are letting us know. Well, All right. Know. Maybe there's just... Uh, okay, here. <laughs> what? <laughs> are we on the air? <laughs> people are calling like crazy. Okay, folks, stop calling. Stop calling. We... Guys, I don't know if we're on the air or not right now. Why? I, I, I don't know. We should probably go to a break and figure this out. <laughs> Did somebody just call? No. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know if we're on the air or not. Right He's now. lying. I'm, okay, go ahead. Lying. Go you're ahead. Lying. We're on. All right, here's another good one, Danny. That's a good one. You know, the Mississippi River for years, years ago, if you caught on a perch on the Mississippi River, it was like, oh, my God, I got a perch. How about that? You know, it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, nowadays, the, la- the last few Lots years, yeah, last few years, probably last five years, They've been getting mega perch out there, big ones, jumbos, and lots of them. As a matter of fact, uh, all the way from, like, the north end of Lake Pepin all the way down to Iowa. I mean, it's uh, it's all up and down the river. There's, like, a perch explosion. And uh, so this might be a year where some people might want to, you know, give it a shot. I, I'm even thinking about it, you know, going to the Mississippi. I mean, mainly for perch fishing. I mean, yeah, they got walleyes, they got bass, you know, and all that other stuff, but... 
Boy, if you can go out there and get a bunch of like 12 inches or something. Yeah. Well, I told you the story how and my brother-in-law called about it because it was like probably next to getting marrying my sister the greatest day of his life <laughs> when they went, him and my brother by chance went to a float up uh, on the Mississippi. They did one of those yeah. barge things yeah. and there was hardly anybody out there that day and they'd never gone there before. And they got, like, their limit of perch. Right. And he got, like, a monster 15-inch or something goofy that he got mounted. Mm -hmm. and, and they were, like, in seventh heaven. Yeah. Then they went back again, and it sucked. They, didn't, he call, didn't he call us? Yeah, he yeah, called, he us. called so, us. But he it's us. still, like, he still is talking about it to this day. And yeah. I think he and my brother might be there this weekend, as a matter of fact, or next weekend. Right? I know my brother said, well, I'm sure he'll call and want to go again. So, yeah, big perch. You don't think about those there. Yeah, you don't think, but now people are. They really, really are. And the other thing, too, is uh, what, what we can talk about after this break is that the rivers are open and people are catching walleyes. The rivers are open. You know, all, you know, Wisconsin, the, the Rock, the Fox, all of these, they're, they're ready to rock and roll. So uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit more here. So stay tuned. If you want to give us a buzz, 799-1250. We are on 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Take the last train to Clarksville and I'll meet you at the station. You can be here by 430 because I've made your reservation. Don't be slow. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, 799-1250. Give us a call with your hunting and fishing story. Get on the train. Hey, you know, Danny, that monkey song, even though they were kind of a goofy band and all that, but there are some songs that just stand the test of time. It's like they can be 40 years old and there's... They're still kind of relevant, you know. People, you hear them on the radio for like bumper music or whatever, you know. And it's like, yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Yeah, they're still yep. they're still good. Still, still good. Oldies but goodies, Tom, is what As they call they them. Say. Yeah, like we were saying before the break, Danny. The 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 rivers are open. The walleye like, people are out. But I'll tell you what. I, oh, I just did a Larry Smith. <laughs> but like, if you go to the Rock River down. Uh, by, you know, just the, by the mouth of Koshkanong, you know, by Jefferson yeah. and Fort Atkinson yeah. there. It's a zoo. It really is. It's a zoo. Lots and lots of boats, you know. But one thing that people don't think about when they're walleye fishing on the Rock River, in about, I would say, in a couple of weeks, yes, you can, you're going to catch walleyes, more more short ones than legal ones. But people forget about the good crappie fishing in that lake. I mean, in that river. The crappies are up in those in that brush close to shore. You got to get up close. You're going to lose a few jigs in that, you know, you're fishing in there. But there is darn good crappie fishing there. Same thing up by Eureka on the Fox up there. Right. In, on Eureka, you get up close to shore. You get by those overhanging brush and bushes, you know, real close to shore. Because they got it's a little bit of a steep drop in a lot of those areas from shore to like four feet. It goes really quick, right? So they're they're just laying under that brush area there, and it's like a little bit of especially if you can find the slack water, 
where you have like an eddy that's going around in a circle, you know, you get a little bit of slack water. Those crappies like laying in that, you know. They don't want to expend a lot of energy. I, and and I'm telling you, people don't realize the good crappie fishing I, on these rivers. I got a question for you, Tom. Hmm. Why do they call it an eddy? I, I don't know. There, I think there was a guy named Eddie. Why not Wisniewski? <laughs> well, it was Eddie Wisniewski. Billy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Joey. I have no idea why they call it a Eddie. I was fishing in that little Joey back yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Eddie. Maybe some know. kid named Eddie drowned. Didn't we have I don't a know. talk about this, about no, skinny else. names and big names? Weird names about for stuff. Yeah. There's always Joey's weird. a big name. But uh, anyway, yeah, so don't, you know, like I said, in a couple of weeks, water temperature moves up just a little bit. It's like, um, you know, I, I don't know what it is right now, but I'm guessing it's probably in the low 40s right now, maybe, upper 30s, low 40s. Once it gets up there about that 45, 48, you'll find those crowds. And that'll be in a couple of weeks. That'd be a good Hornswoggle question to Eddie one, I could say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eddie Riddenbacher once died <laughs> in a pool, hence the name Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, you know what? Eddie now you Dean, should you should use that for the people who are, are listening. What are some of the most now? famous Eddies in the infamous? Eddie Ed, Dean. Ed, Ed Dean is real. He's one famous, of them. Yeah. yeah. Edward the Eddie, uh, King Edward the Eighth. Was he a bad guy? Oh yeah, he had like eight. He had a bunch of six wives. That was Henry. Oh Henry, not Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> Jeez. That was Eddie. That was Boy, Henry. you know your history, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, Back in high school, when you were supposed to be in class, Henry, you were out having a Henry. smoke in the parking actually, lot by your hot rod. Actually, I do know about the white you know, t-shirt the wives on. that he uh, didn't the kill, the ones he beat, the ones he beheaded, the ones he didn't behead, the ones he sent back, like Anne of Cleves, he sent. He didn't want her. She came from Germany, but she wasn't good enough looking. So, but she was lucky. He he didn't kill her. <laughs> he didn't take care of. Her. He didn't. Really? Whack Did her. he kill a bunch of them? Oh, he killed a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Anne Boleyn got beheaded. Yeah. He, I guess that's one guy you wouldn't nag about taking the garbage out uh, if no, she's got any. No. You know, if no. she's got a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She won't. For no long. pun intended, right? <laughs> she won't for long if she uh, gets on Henry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, or, or not Eddie, huh? <laughs> not Eddie. <laughs> not Eddie. Can Eddie, we... how about Eddie Munster? <laughs> um, Eddie the eighth, I am. I am. Yeah. Eddie the eighth, I am. <laughs> Herman's Hermits. Every, right? Hey, was that Herman's Hermits? Herman's Hermits. Everyone was an Ellery. Hey, that could be the next Never bumper song. Something or a Sam. That could, that could be the next bumper song. Sure, I'm Ellery the Eighth. I yeah, am. we got kind of a train theme going today, Tom. <laughs> oh, are we going to play the crazy train? That's going to be one of them. Yeah, so, this is right. our train that's, theme. That's, that's, why not? Oh, was why good, not? I see a car outside. Yeah, well. But it's nobody in no, a truck. They'll come knocking on the window if they want us. Well, that's one thing folks don't realize that, uh, you know, we, we're kind of open to the public because we do have a window, <laughs> you know, we, but we've never had some strange person come knocking on the window. Not, thing. not uh, yet. Great time. Yeah, not, not, yet, yet. not yet. Not yet, Tom. You just told every terrorist and their brother that they. Yeah. Well, well anyway, so yeah, uh, the, the, the rivers are busy. A lot of people out, uh, a lot of people up at the Fox, up at the pier, but now, <laughs> Thanks to our friend John who called us last week uh, when he was out on that uh, Friday when the, the, the limit was three. 
No, I think was it five or three? No, three, three. Okay, and then but now it's one fish, twenty-eight inches or larger. But you know what? The chances of you getting a big mounting walleye, it you, you got a chance up there. You definitely have a chance. Uh, do you have that chance on the Wisconsin or the Rock or something like that? Yeah, probably not. Or the Fox? Eh, you probably know, I, not. I would say on the Wisconsin, but uh, up there. a seven pounder is a really big one. Oh yeah, but yeah. Up on the Fox, it has to be like 11, 12 oh, pounders yeah. to be considered big up there. A 10 well, is at something least over that you... 10. Yeah. But, yeah. and you know, it's funny, those 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 fish that are 28, 29 inches that are just over the legal limit, those are some heavy fish. They got some huge bellies on them. Oh, yeah. Those they got are some all, weight. Those, those are all about eight and a half, yeah. half nine, nine, maybe. Nine maybe pounds. if you get a real fat one pushing 10. I think I got a 10 pounder that was. 20, I think I got a 27 and a half that was nine and a half oh, a wow, year, that's two years a, ago. I got a picture of it. it that's a like, heavy one. It that's was, a heavy yeah, one. Yeah, it was just a Slobosaurus Rex. Yeah. Is, what's his name? When my our friend John Gillespie would call it. Uh, yeah, yeah, so what I hear, a lot of boats on the Fox, so it's combat fishing yeah. at its finest, so you can get yourself down there and get ready for it. Uh, also, there was a 55-inch muskie caught. Really? Like one of the walleye guys, yeah. yeah that, that can happen. Wow. Wow. That, imagine catching something like that on a like a jig in plastic yeah. or something. Wow. Although I don't know how much they'd fight this time of year. Water's kind of cold. You could probably just. That's a lot of weight, though. It is a lot of weight. It's <laughs> a lot of weight to pull in. One thing I think that helps guys catching a monster fish on light tackle is. Uh, if if you're let's say you're casting for a muskie with you know you know eight foot rod no stretch line and a ten inch suic or something and a fish hits and you slam the hooks hard home mm-hmm. to it that fish reacts violently. Mm-hmm. If you hook a fish on a live bait or something light tackle, a lot of times uh, those fish don't even really realize that they're in trouble. They don't really fight. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like they a big start, old log. They just start swimming away. They're you just know. and you kind of start yeah. working them, yeah. and you can if you and, and sure they'll be like a big band, but they're just kind of cruising with it in their mouth, and they'll kind of come on up. Um, and if you can sneak them into the net before they know what's going on. But soon as they, I've had times where all of a sudden a muskie, like on a night crawler and a little Snoopy pole, would all of a sudden realize at the boat that it's in trouble and it would yeah. take off like a streak and go leaping up in the air and snap your Snoopy right, pole. Right, right. So, yeah, but if you can kind of bring them in, and I think this time of year the water's kind of cold. I think they're kind of probably a little more lethargic. Well, and I can guarantee you one full thing. Of eggs. Yeah. I can guarantee you one thing: if you're if you're fishing shallow water, and it's happened to me many times fishing for bass in shallow water, but if you're fishing in shallower water and you accidentally get a muskie on the line, I guarantee you, without a doubt, it will always swim out to deep water. Always swim out to deep water. I mean, if you're in like four feet of water or something, and there's a break line, you know, fifty feet away, it's going for it. For some reason, I don't know why they do it, you know, or or how they even know where it is or whatever, but they always go out to deep water. And that's what allows uh, a person using light line that gets one on by accident, allow you know, allows them to get it get it in. As a matter of fact, on Oconomowoc Lake, uh, fishing for bluegills with a couple of guys, I I set the hook on a fish and I uh, thought it was just another bluegill, you know, nice bluegill. And this thing took off. We were probably in about eight feet, six or eight feet of water. And this thing took off for the wheat, deep weed line. 
And I ended up landing. And at that time, the legal limit was 34 inches. And, right. And this was a 35-inch musket that I got on four-pound test, the light-action rod, on a mini mic. <laughs> You know, so and I I, cha- I had to chase it too. But if it didn't go out to deep water, if it would have just swam around the weeds, I would have been I would have been toast. Do you remember the limit on muskies years ago used to be thirty, 30 inches? Thirty inches, yeah. And I remember as a kid that I re- I remember a five pound northern was a th- cause for great celebration in in young mm-hmm. young Bushy's world. Uh, you know, yeah, I remember, you know, my uncle had a cabin on Little McGraw Lake up there near Douglas County. And, uh, you know, they'd, wow, you know, Melody caught a five pound pike casting off the pier mm-hmm. the other day and a five pound pike. Wow. Yeah. That was big. Yeah. So a five pound pike is basically 27 inches. So a 30 inch muskie to me was like, wow, Maybe that's six, seven a, pounds. That's a big fish. Yeah. And nowadays you now, catch a little 30 inch. Yeah. And you, it's like you try and shake it. Yeah. Slack. You hope it gets off. You shake it slack <laughs> at the side of the boat, hoping it gets off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. I screwed up though on a, I, I, I did, I screwed up one time though. I, uh, I hooked into what I thought was one of those 30 inch muskies and it was in the spring of the year on Pewaukee. And so I was kind of half lackadaisically just kind of cranking it in. And then all of a sudden it came to the top of the water and opened its mouth and it was an enormous bucket mouth on it. <laughs> oh, no. It was a large mouth that I swear to God was over 20 inches, you know, because oh, when I saw course, it, I thought I had ones. like a basic, you know, little mm-hmm. 25, 30 inch muskie and all, because I saw a flash of the length. And then I see its head when it turned. Oh, my gosh. I'm still kicking myself on that one. Because there are seven and eight pound bass present in Pewaukee Lake. Yes, there are. And I lost one and I'll never have a chance again. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. I know you will. We'll be right back, folks, with the gut report. And don't forget, after the 645 break, we're going to be playing the Hornswoggle. So stay tuned for more with Danny and Tom. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Vmar Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. You ever go to a Chinese restaurant and you get all that good food, and uh, or as uh, the one running back for the Packers used to say, the China food. Anyway, and then they got those crab rangoons sitting there. Oh, crab rangoon. Oh, those are so the heck good. Heck is crab rangoon. I've, I've heard of crab rangoon, not crab rangoon. I don't know. I don't know how it's pronounced or spelled, but that's just the way I look at it. crab rangoons or ragoons or whatever. But I'll tell you what, you can make that those at home so easily. You just soften up some cream cheese, add some crab meat imitation or real, and then really finely dice some spring onions. Then you buy these wonton wraps at the grocery store. They're in the produce section. You get these little wonton wraps. You put a tablespoon of the crab rangoon, whatever stuff in it, you know, the cream cheese and all the other stuff, and you fold them up, press them together tightly. you got to put a little water around the edges so they stick, and then you deep fry them. And it only takes like about 30 seconds to deep fry them. Man, I'm telling you, you can have those crab rangoons like you got at the Chinese restaurant, but you can have them at home anytime. Do you know what it used to just be called? Why don't you tell me? Crab ran. <laughs> and what happened was when the guy came out with it and it was very popular and, and people came to his party late and it was had been totally eaten and somebody wanted it and he said, Crab ran gone. <laughs> and after that, it became Crab Rangoon. Okay. Because the guy kind of pronounced it. Yeah. With a Chinese like, dialect. Rangoon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since it's been Crab Rangoon. 
Okay, I'll buy that one. <laughs> the Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com and check out their wide variety of stuff they sell. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, uh, Tom, speaking yeah. of great recipes, yeah. uh, go to your go to your uh, news, newsstand and pick up the latest Badger Sportsman. It's got mm-hmm. a picture of a dude with a turkey slung mm-hmm. over his back. He yep. looks like a happy camper. And uh, not that there's not enough reasons with the great articles and the humor in the back. It is Wisconsin's best outdoor magazine by far, uh, but they've got in a section called Hunt, Gather, Cook, mm-hmm. and they got one for smoked wild turkey breast. Yeah, I saw that. not yeah. only looks delicious, but I'm sure it's nutritious. Then pheasant, quail, and cottontail. Mm-hmm. Now, I said you and I both had our discussion where we're not going to eat you know, bunny rabbits anymore, mm-hmm. but pheasant and quail... Those are good. And Those there's another good. buck, buck, moose recipe by some guy named Hank Shaw, who's the author of Duck, Duck, Goose. And oh, what a clever title. Duck, Duck, Goose, and the Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> duck, Duck, Goose, and Hunt. I remember that mm-hmm. game. So yeah, great recipes in there. It looks like you got to try them out. Yeah, you know what I like doing? Uh, you go, I go to the store and I'll buy turkey legs or tur- turkey wings are awesome. Anyway, I'll buy turkey legs and turkey wings, and I'll smoke them on the grill. Sometimes I'll even, uh, like, deep fry the wings and have, like, their, like, mega wings on steroids instead of little chicken wings. You get these big old wings, you know. But I, I'll smoke those on the on the grill a lot, you know. As a matter of fact, I'm cooking on the grill tomorrow. Well, it's, so, it's getting to be that weather, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. It's getting, uh, you know, it's nice, you know, and, and get, I can get to the grill without, you know, going through a foot of snow. Which speaking is nice. of getting nice, now north of Highway 64, uh, shacks need to be removed uh, by the first Sunday after 3, March 12th. So mm-hmm. uh, now down here, everybody's got their shacks off already. By but March North 5th, of Highway 64, was... time to get that stuff off the ice and get ready for the open water yeah. like you were talking about. Yeah, I know a couple of uh, fellas that are going north this weekend because they want to continue ice fishing. So they're going north where they got a lot of good ice. They're going up to the Anago area, and I guess they got still have good ice up there. Still plenty of ice. Yeah. And uh, two weeks from now, after the show, I'm going to be leaving. Yep. And uh, We're dr- even further north. Driving <laughs> up to Lake of the Woods. Mm-hmm. Going up to Zippo Bay to do some pike fishing. Now, right mm. now, it looks like they still have a ton of ice. Yep, you know, the do. ice isn't what you worry about so much. It's the driving off where it gets all rutted and slushy mm-hmm. and broken right by up the shoreline, and stuff. Yeah. That's the only problem. Yeah, then I you th- might need a four-wheeler if, the tru- if yeah. it's getting too rough for a truck. But I, I'm, I'm I think up there you'll be fine. I think we're looking good. They got yeah. a lot of ice early. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, there is definitely a temperature ban zone, you know, where it changes. Yep. We yep. are definitely in more of a moderate zone here where mm-hmm. they're up there in that cold. I mean, that's close to International Falls. Yeah, that's Which co- is basically considered like the coldest, one of the coldest areas, you know, 
yeah. in the U.S. for a, is cool. a lot of times. So, All right. Don't yeah. forget, folks, coming up next after this break is going to be the Hornschwaggle. you got to call 799-1250 to be a contestant in the wonderful Cornschwaggle. Cornschwaggle. So you, got, you, got, you got your uh, questions made up there, Aunt Danny? You not got Cornschwaggle. You got your questions ready? Cornschwaggle. I've been cornschwoggled. <laughs> I asked somebody. I asked somebody the other bad. day. I, I, I was no, talk- no, I don't want to get cornschwoggled. <laughs> I was talking to Frank over at Cubby Mini Mites the other day, and yeah. I said, "Have you ever heard of a hornschwoggle?" And he said, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> okay, oh, so well, are we going. We're going to break yeah, now. Where's we, our producer? Yeah. Do you just slip yep. into a coma over yeah. there? And then we uh, we a need donut a donut con- induced oh. sugar coma there. We got yes. a contestant calling Seven, already. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Why are you giving away our secrets, Tommy? It's not a secret. Uh, Tommy, come on. Just go to break. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend. This is a good one. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Get on the train because today is train theme day. (laughs) So get on the crazy train with us. Wake up, drink some coffee. Get your tickets punched here. That's right. (laughs) We're ready to rock and roll. And right now... We have the Hornswoggle segment. Have we got a lucky corn-testant who yeah, wants to get I mean, Cornswoggle? <laughs> I mean, Hornswoggled. Goodness. <laughs> We've got Don calling from Muskego. Don, welcome uh, to the Midwest. Hi, guys. Supply hey, Don, what's shaking? Doors. Good morning, Don. I want to get on a train with you guys. All right. Let's, we're on a train and ready to roll, so put on your thinking cap, as fifth grade Miss Larson used to tell you. And uh, that was my fifth grade teacher's name. That was everybody's fifth grade teacher. So anyway, okay. Mine was Mrs. Falk, and she'd sent me to the principal, and the principal grabbed me and two buddies, slammed us against the wall back in the day when you could straighten kids out. So, but that's beside the point. So anyway, so here we go, Don. Uh, I'll okay. tell you, I'll make three statements. If it's true, you say no hornswoggle. If I'm pulling your leg, it's a hornswoggle. So here we go. Hank Stram. Hank Stram is well known as a pro bass fisherman who won two Bass Master Classics in 1979 and 89. That's a hornswoggler. That's a horn. 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 (laughs) Pronunciation's a little off, but that's okay, Don. Hornswoggle. That's That's right. right, Hank Stram was coach of the. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs yeah. Yeah. Hank, right, right. when you said that, I like true. eyes in the back of my head. Like, really? <laughs> Hank, did you just ask that? Hank Parker was the bass guy we're talking about. Well, right. fortunately, Don, you're dating yourself. You were old enough to know who Hank Stram was. Right. All right. Let me ask you this: Who did Hank Stram oppose in his first Super Bowl? Who was the opposing coach? Wasn't it the Packers? Yeah, Vincent Lombardi. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl right. one. First one ever. Lenny Dawson was the quarterback. Buck Buchanan. It was that's when men were men. So here we right. go. Um the world record brown bear. World record brown bear was shot by Mr. Fred Bear with a crossbow in nineteen sixty seven. 
spread there. I would say that's a Hornschwagel. It's a Hornschwagel. Right. Fred Bear didn't use no crossbow. No. Oh, did you say crossbow? I said crossbow. Oh. Hey, Fred Bear, again, I, when men were men, horn. they didn't use crossbows I, I back that then. That wasn't legal even then, right? I, I didn't mean... I don't think so. I think what, you're right. I year? think crossbow was year? considered you illegal. You had to be a, a disabled Wait to a use a crossbow, right? What, what, what year was that, 1967, I just... I don't think that they that might the not have had the crossbows played. then. You, they Don't didn't you sell have to be disabled to use a crossbow years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either, but uh, but either... back back then, '67, they weren't really even on the market. No, they the only crossbow they... you'd find is in some medieval, ca- you know, yeah. castle in Europe. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't quite so modern. Right, right. Okay, right. So you're two for two. Do you want to see if you'd get the fourth, third one? Here we go. Sure. You're on a roll, Don. A 400 feet per second crossbow drops approximately six inches at 100 yards. A 400 what do you, what do you feet think, per second crossbow uh, drops six inches at 100 that's, yards. I would say that's the truth. No, that was a hornswoggle. They mm. dropped 92.5 inches. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was wow. a lot more. Yeah, yeah, like whatever, eight feet or whatever the heck, yeah. eight times wow, 12, wow. 96. Yeah, yeah amazing. Nuts. So for those of you out there, well, we'll talk about crossbows a little later. That segues into a segment, Don. So, well, you but, won, Don. Yeah, thanks for yeah, listening. You leave your information with... Uh, He's all yes, set, Don. Thanks yes. for listening, right. man. Jose back there. And what did Don win? Don won a $10 gift certificate to Bucky's Fine Meats and Sausages in McGuanago, where they have more than just wonderful USDA choice meats. I they... love their sausage. Oh, so you are a, a guy. Oh, yeah, I go there. I, yeah. I love their... Uh, I live right here in Muskego. Huh? Oh, yeah. Lake Brittany. Yeah, so that's not that far away to, to run no. up the road, run up 43. All right. All right, thanks, Don. Take care, Don. Right, thanks, guys. Okay, bye now. And yeah, over at Bucky's, uh, everything they have there is made in the USA, and uh, they'll cut things to order. They also they also have a, a catering service too, you know, with all their wonderful stuff. So, you got to check out Bucky's in McGuanago. Interesting, uh, interesting uh, article my brother forwarded to me this week uh, about the crossbow thing, and that's where it talked about this guy was out hunting. And he saw a, he saw a deer, a big buck. He ranged it at seventy six yards, and he thought about it, and he realized no way. Then later he saw it at sixty one yards, walking fast. No, mm-hmm. but finally he did get a crack at it at a later time at forty six yards, standing broadside, and he shot it. And he said, at even with a crossbow, fastest crossbow made, he's limiting his shots to fifty yards. Now you get a lot of. Guys out there, YouTube, whatever, shooting shots at 100 yards with a crossbow or whatever. But the thing you got to realize is shooting a target may be possible at 100 yards. A target. You shoot at an inanimate target. But that doesn't mean that it's legitimate or wise or smart or ethically sound to take a shot at 100 yards. Because the arc on it is like a like a long pass by Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, sure you can lob it on in there, yeah. but by the time it gets there, if was... the deer takes one step, if there's a gust of wind yep. or whatever, so sure you might play around and hit a pop can in your backyard, but that still doesn't mean that you can try unethically. Sure. There's guys who take shots at, 
you know, silhouette shooting with firearms out to a thousand yards. Does that mm-hmm. mean they're taking pokes at mule deer at a thousand yards? No, well, I no, hope not. No. So, uh, well, let me ask you this question with a crossbow or, or any kind of bow at a, at a hundred yards, is there enough foot pounds of energy in that arrow to actually penetrate the deer far enough for it to be a, a clean kill shot? Actually, with bows and crossbows, they call it kinetic energy. Okay. It's not whatever. foot pounds well, like a... Um, like a... Like a... Like a... Bullet. A cartridge. Like bullet. a bullet. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't spo- know I, spo- I don't know if it would have the power. probably, with a sharp enough one, if you put it in the vitals, probably pre- I, penetrate. I, I think it's got some momentum, penetrate a, a couple inches, but... Put it this way, I wouldn't want to be hit with a broadhead at 100 yards from a crossbow, but but even so, you're right. It's marginal yeah. at best, and it's just definitely not definitely not ethical. But, you know, you're going to have a lot of people out with crossbows feeling like they're invincible, lobbing shots like that now. Well, hopefully, hopefully people with crossbows will practice with them ahead of time and see what that big difference is shooting at a deer that's 20 yards away versus 50 yards away. (laughs) Speaking of deer, I want to show you a picture. This is in Badger Sportsman, page 88. I just discovered it. Mallory Schwartzel, 17-year-old senior, Sparta High School. Take a look at those two bucks. Oh, yeah. I I, I looked at the magazine this week. Yeah, she got two nice ones. Okay, get this. Shh. She shot that. You know where I deer hunt with Scott Olson and his father-in-law yeah. from Sparta? Yeah. That's the neighboring property. She that... shot that across the fence line really? from Ron's property. And, and I got up there after, you know, I did the show, and I got up there mm-hmm. and hunted. And I, when I got up there, they said some girl across the road, right by the creek, which is the borderline between Ron's, they've got their a stand set up there. She caught t- shot two nice eight points opening morning. Now, and, how was she and, able to shoot two of them? Well, you can share. If, you know, if you're within, you know, she hunts oh, with her okay, father. He's it, in a it. blind okay. right next to okay. you. Okay, yeah. She yeah. can shoot hers so, and shoot his. And okay. But here's the good. They're both dandies. One's got a 17.5-inch spread. That house right there, I recognize it because I think I snuck over there and shot a turkey last year. <laughs> Back behind their house by the creek. Uh, so I've driven by that house. Um, but here's the good news. The monster eight-pointer I had on camera last year mm-hmm. that I never got a crack at, mm-hmm. it's neither of these two. Oh. And I've been worried for the last five months that she shot that one that I had on camera. Mm-hmm. So she didn't get it. She got a couple other nice ones. You Stole know, them from you. It came right out of the <laughs> marsh where I've shot one of my nicest eight-points came out of the same marsh where I was on a drive, and it jumped up in front of me and took off running, and I hosed her down with like three shots and dropped it uh, 50 yards away. But that's out of that same giant marsh. It's just beautiful country up there. But, wow, that's pretty cool. I got to call my buddy and say, hey, those two eight-pointers, because we just talked to her father and heard that she'd got those two eight-points. We never actually saw them. Oh, okay. Badger Sportsman Magazine, man. You got to pick it up. It's got everything. Hey, we got another email from Keith again who said he couldn't hear us or whatever. It says, sorry, guys, <clears throat> sometimes 1250 receptions get stepped on in my area. Clear as a bell now. Must be alien intervention. <laughs> so, all right, he cleared that up. If, 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 if you're listening right now, <clears throat> uh, better, better way to do that, if you have internet, listen to us live on 1057fmthefan.com. Or if you got a smartphone, just mm-hmm. download the app, just go to WSSP. 
um, and download the uh, and download the app in your app store with uh, Apple. And that's uh, a free app, right? Yep, it's a free yeah, app. You can yeah. download it in the app store with Apple, and then just go to Google Play and if you have an Android. So, so Jazz, is it, is it dark in the studio? I'm. Yes, I mean, is it too bright? Is it too bright? It's bright. It's Jazz just, is wearing sunglasses now because it's too sunny, bright. Baby. The, the suns are so bright, I gotta wear shades. <laughs> uh, here, Badger Sportsman again, Tom. I can't what? believe it. Benjamin Berger with his 155.6 pounds, 73.6 inch sturgeon. He speared on February 10th. I believe is the kid. I say kid. He's like young. That my brother told me about. He actually is dating a girl in my brother's church, and this guy's father. Speared a sturgeon early and saw a bunch of big ones going through and called his son over, and his son came over and got this monster. I think that's the same. Really? Everybody's in Badger Sportsman magazine. Yeah. yeah Even I, us. I'm going to see if I can find an old girlfriend in here. <laughs> probably be freaking 90. Well, it's time, Bushy. We got to do this. It's time for Christian Jaskulski <laughs> and the sports... Update here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 